Dynamite Town about the boo i knew you were waiting you were just waiting for that uh, it's it's uh and and what then a great I gotta go <laughs> spd baby <laughs> what a great go. what a great episode to uh to celebrate adam cole man from start to finish uh it feels like man they are pushing that guy to the moon and for good reason huh man he deserves it i think that there's a lot of fun stuff in store for us with Adam Cole, baby. I mean, he's getting his own entrance, you know, and yep. all, all the you know, young bucks and the elite are singing along to his songs. If you watch BTE and any of that, and we, you know, if you do watch BTE, you'll notice why there's that match with the Dark Order and the Super Click Party. So I liked how they played into that storyline as well uh, for that. But welcome, everybody. It's Dynamite Download, episode 55 on a special Sunday night edition. Uh, you know, we're switching things up a little bit, and so is uh, AEW switching things up a little bit. Next week, we're, there's also going to be a Dynamite on Saturday night. Um, so back-to-back nights of wrestling on TNT for us, two weeks in a row, Friday, Saturday. You know, it works better for some people on the weekends, too. Um, how do you feel about Saturday Night Dynamite? Well, you know, they talked about it a little bit in the commentary team about how, you know, it, it makes you, it takes you back to when, you know, Saturday Night Wrestling, you know, some of that. I mean, and... I think those of us who are longtime fans know, like, there's something nostalgic about it. It is hard, um, you know, having Friday night and Saturday night back to back nights. Um, I love that that like that breath that you get on Thursday between Dynamite and Rampage. I sure. think that that works great. Um, but I, I mean, at this point, it feels like AEW can do no wrong. Santana said it in the um, in that inner circle promo how the Miami crowd brought it like uh, nobody's business and back to back nights. Small um, but mighty. Really, really a hot crowd. Um, you know, again, it's weird talking to you on a Sunday um, heading into the work week. Usually, we we have those Wednesday nights. One of the best things too, I'll say real quick before we jump into the show is. I do love Wednesday as sort of that hump day. It gets, for those mm-hmm. of us, I know you're a, you're you work a non-traditional schedule. For those of us who do the Monday through Friday thing, dynamites during Wednesday is just feels right. It just gives you something sure. to look forward to during the work week. So because it's all home stretch from there, pretty much. That's you know, right. Yep. Uh, and we got for those of you guys watching, thank you for joining us. And we'll we'll share a little secret inside inside baseball with you near the end of our show what we got in store for this week. So if you catch caught our interview with Brian Cage, thanks for checking out. It was an absolute blast. Uh man, what a great guy. We want want to see so much from this man. There's so many di- potential matchups and we'll talk about it later in the show, but when MJF was out real quick, I was praying, I was like please let Cage's music hit. Please let Cage's music hit so MJF can just be like run away crying, but uh, we saw Sting, and he still ran away crying with that. But the show started off with a bang. I mean, CM Punk on commentary for one, obviously, is no matter what going to get you going. Then all of a sudden, it slows it down, gets it, gets it pitch black dark, and then you get Dante Martin versus Malachi Black. You know, it was great that Dante was in the ring, essentially calling out mm. the locker room and seeing him get that spotlight. Um, and then Malachi Black quickly shutting him up with that kick a few weeks ago, or, you know, last time we saw him on Dynamite. And so them one-on-one in the ring – um, this match was really incredible, and, and I know how you felt, but I think both guys looked absolutely great. They meshed really well together. There was uh, a lot of technical wrestling in there, and there was a lot of you know body parts, focusing on body parts, and both guys really selling it really well. Um, it, the fans were eating it up, and I'm sure everyone at home was eating it up like we were. You know, they're chanting, "This is awesome!" and "Holy, you know what?" Uh, very frequently in this match, and rightfully so. Both guys deserve that. Um, you know, I think 
Malachi Black's innovative offense is, is so fun to watch. And tonight we saw a totally different style from him. I think one of the better one matches that we, I mean, you said it, you know, probably his best match in AW to date. I mean, his ones he's had in with the Nightmare Factory have been pretty, you know, one-sided. And mm-hmm. a young guy, mm-hmm. Dante Martin, where he's, he's trying to have to work him. He's got to, you know, work him down, beat him down. And he did and ultimately prevailed. But um, it was it was a fantastic match. Yeah, agreed. And, and I think Malachi himself even recognized that, you know, giving him the subtle nod um, yep. as he walked up the ramp. I think that he recognized, you know, Dante, a young kid, um, really pushed him uh, in this match. You know, I've been slow to come around to Malachi's in-ring work, you know, out of the Dynamite Download crew here. Right. I've been the one that's kind of been slow. I, I recognize his god tier ability to uh just absolutely put on um that mystique that aura that presentation everything around malachi's character is hitting like nobody's business but i've been i've seen enough of malachi to say all right like i know what he's doing but this was a match where i felt like he really got pushed uh and and dante to his credit i love what dante does as far as um, keeping the pace going, his selling was on point throughout this match, you know, and, and obviously with the way that Malachi was working over Dante's knee, you wonder how that's going to impact uh, Dante's offense throughout. And, and, you know, a guy like him, he's a, he's a high flyer, high flyers are going to do high flying stuff. Mm-hmm. So he did go to the well quite often doing those high flying moves, but he was, it was always something going back to his knee um, the story was really fluid throughout this one. It made a lot of sense. Um, as Punk talked about on commentary, you know, you got Malachi trying to ground that high flyer. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked it. I thought that this one was a match that we needed to see. Um, really thought that Dante, again, every opportunity he gets is in a in these big settings, whether with you know the Kenny Omega match, and now and this one is another great example where right. this guy gets that opportunity against a big top tier talent, and in the end, I think all of us are incredibly impressed by what he brings to the table. Um, I'm also really intrigued by what happened post match, where we talk mm-hmm. a little bit about Leo Rush, kind of Bitcoin forcing Barry, yeah, for Bitcoin Barry is punk. Out, uh, Leo Rush kind of like forcing a tag team between him and Dante yeah. was interesting. Um, I, I liked where I liked this kind of the like how that one played out, and I think that Leo versus Malachi would be a lot of fun in a one on one matchup, so right, definitely interested to see. Um, I think that would be a really fun out. pairing, and, and it was nice that they finally brought up Darius and his injury and they compared it to you know how. Dante doesn't want to have a knee injury like his brother. And so they, you know, they brought him back into fold. But I think that'll be a lot of fun to to see this pairing for a while. And, you know, we'll see how long Dante can put up with uh, Bitcoin Barry Leo Rush's, you know, style and his his envision and so. But my favorite segment of the night was the mm, inner circle shocking. one right here. And <laughs> it's fun <laughs> as as the resident inner circle mark. Um, this was you know, inner circle is hot and the, you know, crowd has been behind them for a while, ever since they turned babyface, And even when they were heel, the crowd was behind them. Um, but I think at this point, the resurgence of the inner circle is near an all time high. I mean, no better, you know, partner to pair them against an American top team and Dan Lambert, which they're, they're continuing to hijack the promos, uh, the ultimate scumbag, Dan Lambert and you know, face dipshit. Of, yeah, that's right. And, Chris Jericho just doing absolutely gold stuff, gold promo after gold promo. Uh, that pairing is incredible, and in this this segment, it had me laughing, it had me cheering. I was reminds you of those stuff. old school Stephanie McMahon promos that he would be cutting <laughs> back in the day. Uh, I was ready for him to call Paige Van Zandt a trash bag Ho. It was just he he was he was on point, absolutely hilarious as always. He totally. I mean this. This touched on social because if you look at, at Paige's social where she was doing selfies and all that stuff, and then he he tied it all in. Um, but I was just like, oh, oh my gosh. But you know, Santana kicking things off. I love that. You know, I love that Sammy was getting tons of chance, tons yeah, of love from the crowd, and I think he was kind of up. blown away with that yeah. as well. So uh, which is really great. And the inner circle chant, you know, that's one we haven't heard that often recently, and we're getting it, and that's just showing how 
over the inner circle is right now. And, you know, they, they're they 0-2 against American top team. But I think once they're reunited, you know, with, with Santana and Ortiz, uh, things are about to change quickly. Uh, but speaking of Ortiz, not only Santana with fire on the mic, but Ortiz is looking jacked, more yeah. jacked than ever. Just him standing there in that vest. I'm like, wait, who is that? Because not that he was never out of, in shape. I get it. Out of shape. But he was looking jacked, and I'm, I'm loving this. This we've side seen, of Santana. We've Ortiz. seen Santana transform himself over the course of this year, and it looks like yeah. Ortiz is whatever Santana was doing. Ortiz is on board with it now because <laughs> both those guys look uh, they look like the tip top shape of their careers. Definitely, uh, I noticed that too. And it, and it honestly, it seems like he better be because um, you know they're going going toe to toe with America's top team. If, we saw those leaks uh, from Tony Khan's uh, pic- pictures of him at the Jags game with the with all the notes of what we were going to see at Full Gear, and this was it didn't I mean it didn't take a rocket scientist to think that the inner circle versus America's top team was in the cards tonight. We made it official. Uh, you know, Jericho called them out, and mm-hmm. um, it looks like it's going to be a five on five matchup. Um, it'll be interesting to see who uh, Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. Uh, bring with them there's going to be uh, a lot of potential um, big names um, sure. in the in the MMA world to join this one um, and, and I think the the inner circle is going to be pushed in a very different way than what they were pushed against um, the pinnacle uh, pinnacle has a lot you know obviously MJF is a master schemer a right. master manipulator um, and they're those they were going against guys who were very much their equals uh, how do you scout America's top team? You know, how do you scout them? How do you how do you prepare for a match like that? Um, obviously, we've got to see Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky do some great yeah. things over the course of this year, but I think there's a wild card. Um, it's going to definitely be an interesting matchup, and I think it could get really physical. I think the inner circle welcomes that. Um, right. As at you as the diehard inner circle, Mark, you have to be – wondering what kind of brutality and violence they're going to have to stoop to in order to beat some legitimate badasses. True. Um, I like it. I, I like it a lot. I think that this pairing is fun. It, and, and obviously Jericho and Dan Lambert on the mic together um, are putting they're they're able to carry some of these segments as far as the humor, um, keeping the feud going. Um, it, although Dan Lambert digs at Jake Hager, I, I, I was just left like, what is he talking about? Making so fun big. of Jericho because making fun of Hager because of his head size. Never <laughs> thought I'd hear that one. That was an odd one. I gotta say. Um, but I liked it. I thought it was really funny and, um, kind of a dad sense of humor in some of them. I, <laughs> I thought it worked well. I don't know. For sure. man. a lot of questions going into this match right here, the Lucha brothers versus a mass tag team. Uh, with so wondering, you know, with the AAA titles on the line, um, under you know what I heard last minute under AEW rules because they were talking about if you don't have a mask on, you can get or take the mask off, you can get disqualified. Yeah. Um, you know, all the shenanigans aside, the fact that we got Lucha Brothers versus FTR in this match, aka La Superanias, uh, <laughs> was, was incredible. And, and in in a mid of the show unadvertised match we get two of the top teams in all of wrestling in the world in terms of tag team in the world yes and so it was kind of that was my only knock of this match other than it being amazing is the fact that it it should have been advertised it should have been a main event just because the the caliber of teams like yes and then I, i was a little shocked after they won how quickly they just ended like winning a title from Walmart. Well, it's a big deal. Even if it's not a, an AEW title, even if it's a triple A or the, you know, new Japan pro wrestling title, like it should be celebrated. It should be embraced, but it was literally seconds after they grabbed those titles. They, they were, they went to a commercial or a different segment. And I was a little bummed. I'm like, that's a big deal because winning those titles was a big deal. And defending those titles is a big deal. And I know we saw that backstage segment, so I just was hoping for a little bit more after the surprise and after the surprise winning that they were going to do a little bit more post-show on this. And it seemed a little abrupt to me. Well, I think that, like, uh, you know, the the follow-up post, you know, that segment, that follow-up right. segment was needed. Um, and, and But I agree with you. I mean, it's a, it's a big deal. 
The positive thing is I do have a feeling that, you know, anytime you have MJF associated with a feud or an angle, there's going to be plenty of mic time. There's going to be plenty of gloating. Um, <laughs> and I have a feeling FTR is going to do plenty of that. The greatest tag team of all time. G-T-T-O-A-T. Adds, that's right, baby. Get it, get used to that acronym, my friend, because um, they're not going anywhere. They just continue to add accolade after accolade after accolade, championship after championship after championship to their resume. Um, really fantastic stuff. And it was quite pretty, it was nice to see them bring in some of their humor too. I mean, these guys are throwback old school wrestlers and, you know, anybody who loves the, the business like this, you know, you got to remember the heels sometimes got to have to be the butt of the joke once in a while, but sure. have, having them get their, get the, the W here, pull a fast one, sneak this one out over Lucha brothers. I hope that this only leads to more matchups between these two in the future. You know, I've been calling it for a long time here. SPD, the tag division has taken a step, you know, step back, um, allowing the women's division to take a little bit more of the forefront. Mm-hmm. And I've been saying FTR needs to be at the front of this revitalization, the resurgence, the you know, th- that renaissance that can happen um, with sure. the tag division. And and it's great to see them quickly thrust into that spot now with AAA <clears throat> tag team titles. Um, now they can now they can go toe to toe with the Lucha Brothers, taking one of their belts and saying they're just as they're they're, they're the tr- true best tag team in professional wrestling. Really good stuff, man. Really, think I mean this match was incredible. I mean there was so many time. I mean it's a, a broken record, but anytime you have the Lucha Brothers in any match, you're getting a lot of OMG moments. You're getting true. like what the heck is going on? Is this real? How are they thinking of this? How is this? so fluid and so make it look so easily and they, they are non-stop you know it's a shame whenever you get a picture in picture because you you want to like bring out the magnifying glass and watch so close because there's always action there's never the slow grind there's never that it's just like 100 miles an hour the whole time and it, it's great and anytime you get a hot tag from penta or from, from ray phoenix man you know the crowd's going berserk. So I would have loved think, to watch this one with you in person because it's your favorite tag team going against my favorite tag team. That's right. You know what? My my elbows would have been digging into your rib cage <laughs> a few times after my boys FTR pulled out the victory and took the titles off of Lucha Bros. Great match. Um, you know, and again, foundation for future great matchups because right. such different styles in the ring. I know you love that fluid fast-paced offense of the Lucha Brothers. Right. But you know, and, and you've been coming around to my guys. I love FTR. Flu- very fluid offense, uh, a very they smart are. offense. Um, I like it. I, and I, I think that they're going to bring out, if they allow these two to go um, and have a little bit more meat on the bone of this feud, I think we're going to see a little bit of the best of Penta come out of mm. this feud. Because I think Ray Phoenix has obviously been a star in his own right. Um but Penta's style works really well off of hard hitters like Dax and Cash, and I think that he is the kind of the, the muscle of this group could could bring it. And you know that like the chops and the strikes, Oof. that'll be a lot of fun to see them go toe to toe going forward. I like it. Speaking of chops and strikes, there was a lot of strikes and a lot of domination in this match, and. As quick as the bell rang is as quick as the bell rang, you know, but bell to bell, this was uh, quite a surprise, you know, as you have to call it, you know, call a spade a spade. This was a squash. An absolute you know, beat. Mox squashed Wheeler Yuta yeah. right in front of his friend, yeah. Orange Cassidy. So it was interesting to me. I was really surprised by this, honestly. Uh, you know, someone who Wheeler Yuta has been pushed a lot. I know he's not been racking up the wins, but he's been featured on Dynamite on and off the last three to four months, you know, pretty regularly and, you know, being aligned with the best friends. But for Mox just to dominate like this, it was just like, wow. He, he's like no nonsense, kicking the barricades open, coming in, kicking them to leave and getting out of there, you know, kicking some United zero offense whatsoever. And man, and, but, and yeah, that, that's just, I mean, to me, I've been saying it, it feels like, I understand Moxley is kind of hasn't had a huge. It feels like AEW goal um, of late, but I'll say this: um, it's been really evident. Mox has been on a war path. Your dude has right. just been absolutely bullying people ever since that Adam that that ever since that promo where he was cutting it on basically the entire locker room. Um, you know, trying that. to remind everybody that he was the one who was the flag bearer. 
for AEW through the pandemic. Um, I felt like Mox has had this fire in him, and tonight's match kind of re like reaffirmed how I felt. Um, Moxley's kind of leaning into a character where, um, good no matter who he's against, SPD fan favorite. Um, or the the nastiest heel in the business. It doesn't really matter. I think Moxley's leaning into a persona right now where he's kind of tired of uh, of being put on the back burner. This was a guy who just last year was the number one pro wrestler in, in all of the world based on PWI. Um, a guy who we all know um, has gone through hell and back to be at the top of the mountain. Right. I think he's 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 ready to start beating some respect into people um, trying to remind people that he's the original paradigm shift. He's the guy who changed everything for AEW. This was an ass kicking. Let's, let's just be real. I mean, this was an absolute pummeling. He, this, this was one of those moments where you just were like, all right, I see you Mox. I see what you got going on. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. It was, it was honestly very surprising. And so um, leading into that, you know, I think this is going to set up when we saw later in the show, which we'll touch on real quick, is the world title eliminator tournament. You know, Moxley is in the first round versus Dark Orders 10. And, you know, clear favorite if you're going to, you know, call it Division One, Division Two, like the clear favorites, you know, bef- well, first and foremost, before we saw the bracket released, I was predicting Hobbs or Adam Cole just for storyline picking because of i'm thinking heels you know heels going against um adam cole because i mean excuse me adam page page so it would be a battle of the adams or it would be powerhouse hobbs um in the finals which would be a nice little a nod to the cap of that but you're looking at this and you know the clear favorites to me you know moxley and and brian danielson if they're in the finals for this at full gear the match Mm. is going to be great Mm. which they've met before but I almost hope it's it's not them, but those two guys taking a loss really would be hard to me to see. They seem more of the protected men in AEW at this moment, um, especially Moxley. Um, other than when he lost to Lance Archer in that you know New Japan or IWGP Championship match down in Texas, uh, but that was a brutal match as well. Mm-hmm. But do you do you see Moxley coming out on top in this tournament, or how how do you see? It playing out and who do you want deep down inside it's playing spoiler essentially yeah man um i mean you look at this this bra- these brackets and i think that there's a lot of like oh well there's some obvious you know it's obvious who's gonna win and stuff like that but the more i see this on the screen the more i think like there are some really interesting uh the just pairings um you know <clears throat> right i i'm intrigued to see where this can go um but Looking at things and and just telling you how I feel, I I like this side of John Moxley. I I know that he he you know it was a quick squash match, and so it's hard to get invested in the match itself with Yuta. But mm-hmm. I'm really digging what Moxley's been doing lately. Um, and, and it's not necessarily for the in ring work; it's for that edge that he's presenting to his character. And, and I think that he's kind of got this no nonsense vibe to him that. Is is a nice juxtaposition against some of the antics of the of the elite and some of the like the just the the over the top sense of humor and joking around that goes around with the, the all that stuff with the dark order and the elite and all that. Moxley kind of just being that like renegade badass. I really dig it. Um, and I would I'll be honest with you. I think that you could present Moxley against Adam Page and have Moxley be kind of the the heel of that match and and i know that feels weird for a guy who's been so beloved in AEW, but i think that you could go that way i think that moxley kind of just being a pissed off son of a bitch coming coming for the for hangman and think about how hard hitting that match would be um i know spd you love your chops and kicks but this one would be full of just uppercuts and and elbow forearm (laughs) smashes to the face and lariats. I mean, the the lariats between Moxley and Hangman would be brutal. Right. Um, so I, I mean, I like that. 
But you you can't go wrong. I mean, I love you know we all love powerhouse Hobbs. We think mm-hmm. that guy's got a lot to offer. This first round matchup on that that left side of the tournament, where you get Moxley and Ten going head to head, and then Hobbs Oof. and OC going head to head. Interesting there. A lot of power um, outside of the OC side. I know that's that Orange Crush can can take a lot of people down. Um, I I, I want to hear your side of it. I mean, this was from a world title tournament. Um, I'm going to go with the obvious. I think the chalk right now, Moxley versus Danielson in the finals. Um, maybe you. this is where you have Kenny in the elite cost Danielson, um, have him mm-hmm. lose that match, and then you have Kenny going toe-to-toe with Danielson down the road and allowing Moxley get to be that first title contender. What do you think? Yeah, I think the only way you – I mean, the best way to protect Brian is – to have some kind of shenanigans where the elite or Kenny do interfere. So they prohibit him from facing him down the line somewhere. Like if it was in the finals and they do some shenanigans where, where Mox takes the victory or someone takes victory over Brian in the finals earlier in the show, that way Kenny's laughing. Ha ha ha, Brian, you know, he'll never have his match against me with a title. And then he ends yep. up losing the title later on. Um, and then they can have that match again, uh, that rematch and then have Daniel or Brian Danielson, beat him ultimately one-on-one with no time limit restrictions. I like um, it. But you, we saw the first person that Hangman f- saw in the ring when his return in that casino battle royal was Moxley. And they were throwing punches. And the crowd was split. I mean, the crowd Good was pick. obviously over Good for Hangman. So it would be you know, a marquee match for sure. Um, but it would be nice to see someone – for for if it's Hangman's first opponent, Moxley, that is incredible. That would be an incredible first title defense. Yeah, dude, absolutely. And not and many, then, not many two, champions have faced ex champions with their first title defense. So yep. that would instantly establish him as a uh, you know a credible. Not that he needs it, you know, the first notch on his belt. You beat Kenny Omega for the belt, and then you beat Moxley as yep. you, in a title defense. There's no question that AEW is going all in with Adam Hangman Page yeah. then, right? I mean, like, right. we, we all we know that the world title, they like to have, like, long title reigns. You start off your title reign with knocking those two guys off the top of the mountain. Who's going to challenge you? I right. mean, that's – I like that. And, and, you know, Hangman touched on it on his promo. Um, you know, he talked a little bit about some of the, the, the shortcomings he's had. Imagine if he can beat – if he gets a shot against Pac – um and is a is a title contender. I mean, there's a mm-hmm. lot of guys that this that Hangman goes against, and the AW roster is loaded with great heels at the top of the card. Um, so I I think that um the world title tournament is going to be really interesting. I can't wait to to see this one play out. You and I have uh, a conversation scheduled with uh, one of the the contenders in that tournament. Looking up, looking forward to that really soon. We do. Um, can't wait, man. But speaking of who we've spoken to on our show is My two members that saying we saw. This. Yes, yes. We Alex Reynolds and John Silver himself have yeah. been guests here on Dynamite Download and some of our favorite interviews for sure. Those two guys are incredible guys, and yeah. it was absolutely great to see them back in the ring because you can tell. I mean. That Dark Order Reunited is great stuff, man. They, the crowd was eating them up. I mean, John Silver Chance, John's Johnny Hungy Chance, uh, they were just on a roll after roll after roll. And this match was one of the more exciting trios matches I've seen in weeks. Um, they mesh so well together. And a team like the Dark Order that has such good chemistry is really tough to beat at times, you know. <sighs> But they gave a run for their money to the super click party or the super spray tan party, as I like to say, because they're full of spray tans. You can see it on their hands and their chest and the super spray tan party versus the Dark Order. Um, but they're, I love the trio style offense that the Dark Order does, the constantly, yeah, you know, like the bang, 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 bang offense mm. um, between the three. And it was incredible stuff. I mean, this was a, such a high energy match. Uh, John's Johnny Hungy's kicks and th- I love when he throws someone across the ring. You know, he's not the biggest guy, but his arms are bigger than anyone's in the business, you know, essentially. And thick, the and meat he's, man, like, throwing them over the meat man for sure. Um, and then we saw quite a surprise, Mr. Sacco debut here yeah, in that AEW. Was great. And so, what did you think of Evil Uno pulling out Mr. Sacco on some on, <laughs> on them? Um, 
I'll be honest with you. Like, uh, my my first reaction to this match, you stole the words right out of my mouth, man. That that trio's offense, that the, the Dark Order can that just the bang, 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 man. Yeah. It's just absolutely on point. But again, getting the crowd behind them, you know, the Dark Order is not um, too proud for some cheap pops. Getting the crowd behind them with Mr. Sacco, that was fantastic. I loved it. A lot of a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's great to see the Dark Order running as a well-oiled machine. Even though the DMD tried to throw some throw some arrows at Anna mm-hmm. Jay in her promo and try to tear them down, I you know since Join Dark Order January, we've been on board. Um, we've been saying it. These guys, when they're in the ring. Yeah. They can bring it, dude. I, I um so being able to hang with the super click, it was a, it was a great match as far as being able to showcase their in-ring talents against some of the best in the world. Um that that spot with the kiss uh with Adam Cole was just as funny. I mean, that that's one of the, the iconic moments of that match. Of you the can night. tell <laughs> you can just tell. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You could tell these guys are uh loving life right now. Oh, for sure. Um but if you're part of this the 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 super click, if you're part of the elite, you got to be really happy with the way things are going in AEW. These guys feel like, although you just mentioned it, Kenny might lose the belt soon. Um, there's just a, they have that swagger to them right now, man. Like, and although I've been kind of predicting maybe that they were going to break up, it doesn't feel like that's going to happen anytime soon. With the way these guys are just enjoying beating the p- piss out of people and rubbing mm-hmm. it in their noses in it, you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, absolutely. And I hope we see more. I, I love in that combo. And I, th- I think it was you or Bonds or someone said it, you know, one of you two, how eventually if you, you do see the elite break up, if you, this trio, uh, this the super spray tan click party versus <laughs> a Kenny trio, I think that'll be some compelling yeah. stuff too. Uh, yeah. Really great, great talent in the ring for that. Um, but I, I'm hoping for more and more Dark Order. You know, we're going to see some on Dark and Elevation. Um, and then obviously we're seeing 10 in the tournament. So um, they deserve it. You know, now that they're reunited, yep. they're stronger than ever. And they, they got the chemistry and, and they got it. Um, but we're going to shift into one of our biggest fans that we have out there. Um, Maxwell Jacob Friedman himself. Uh, you know, he's a big Dynamite Download fan. I think he ordered a couple mugs and shirts from oh, us. Oh, so God. Yeah. He's sipping his margarita. A couple, we did have a couple orders to, for, for Long Island. So we maybe. did. So I think he's sipping his margarita out of that Dynamite Download <laughs> mug right now. Extra salt on there. So he, he wanted to see our face every time he's drinking that margarita. Um, for, <laughs> But MJF, which we saw earlier in the show, take that cash bribe from Andrade El Idolo and his Spanish was right on point as always. Fantastic. And MJF promo uh, came out for his Darby match and he was trying to get that 10 count, you know, calling Darby the number two guy, you know, typical heel stuff with, you know, just crapping on the crowd and all that. Um, but that's where I was saying earlier. I'm like, when we talked to Brian Cage, just the idea of him coming to Darby's aid, which still could be, could happen. It sure looked like it could. Uh, I was hoping for that music to hit, but when Sting music's hit, um, this is, how many how many lashes or low blows do you think Wardlow can take until he's had enough? Even, he was thrown even getting, even to getting, the wolves. Even being brought, even coming out to the ring, right? Like MJF's little pot shot about how oh, good to see you make yourself useful for once, big guy. You know, it's just like yep. MJF is such a detestable, just a piece of garbage, man. Yes. And, and like you said, hightailing it out of the ring. Literally shoving Wardlow into the stinger for a gut a gut shot from a baseball bat. Wardlow's got to be getting sick and tired of being on the opposite end of all this. Um, How can you? Yeah, push. You're poking the bear so much, and then it's God, I can't you. wait for Wardlow to just wipe the mat with this dude. Just beat the I know. Shit out of him. But the stinger, uh, I love the sting coming out, not letting MJF get that cheap win over Darby. You know me as, as the conductor of the Darby Express. I was squirming in my seat, wondering if choo choo. I was squirming in my seat, wondering <laughs> if Darby, the Darby Express was going to get derailed. Um, you know, based off of just MJF being a dirtbag. Uh, you know, so good to see Stinger come out, um, kind of interrupt MJF's BS. Um, and again, as always, I'm just able to get nuclear heat. Just running, 
running down the crowd of Miami. Um, (laughs) Just awesome stuff. And the easiest guy in wrestling to hate, MJF, can't can't say anything more than that in this one. I'll I'll wrap it up in case MJF's listening along. I don't want him to say I'm talking too much. I'm tired of you, MJF. I can't wait for Darby Allen to send you packing. Um, I I love it. Call him out. Call him out. That's That's right. Uh, Speaking of calling someone out, Arn Anderson has been consistently calling out Cody Rhodes week in and week out. And his promos and his vignettes have been absolutely home runs. And this was another one. You know, Arn Anderson, you know, he was, you know, he picked up Cody and he's always, he brought your camera crew. And then Cody gets confronted by the nightmare Academy the nightmare factory. And they're slapping him. They're taking jabs at him. But I like how Aaron is, is having him get in the ring, get him back to basics. And, you know, Great um, segment. I like that. I like that. He was getting to that, you know, Cody spitting blood and he's almost getting fed up with it. You know, what, what's up with this? What's up with this? Why am I doing this? And so the, the storytelling with these promos to trying to get, Cody out of this funk or Cody on, you know, his winning ways, as we're going to see very soon with Cody and Malachi Black 3, mm. which there, if Cody doesn't win this, I, I think the build of this is it definitely has Cody going over, you know, beating Malachi Black. I think he's I he's earning ways, it with these feuds and he, he's got to earn it with Aaron Anderson's trust. And I think ultimately Aaron will, will call the, the final shot play and then all will be restored with Captain Cody. It could go one of two ways. I mean, I, I think that uh, Cody could could lose this match, and if he does, I could see him. I mean, obviously, Cody has said he's never turning heel, but right. um, I could see Cody kind of snapping and, and throwing sort of like kind of going over the edge, losing to Malachi, and, and then kind of flipping out after the match and throwing almost a tantrum and beating him down afterwards with a chair or something like that. Right. Um, but – if you do go the more obvious route, you have this training where Arn is kind of teaching Cody tap into you, what your dad did. I mean, don't be afraid to, you know, iron sharpens iron, as we always talk about. Don't be afraid yeah. to bring your your dark, your your baddest self. Uh, just because you want to be a role model uh, doesn't mean that you need to be a weak man. Sure. And I think that that's what he's trying to teach Cody here is, you know, these young fans that are looking up to you, they need to see this, a strong Cody Rhodes. They need to see a mm-hmm. man who stands on his own two feet and when he gets kicked in the face, punches the guy right back in the face. You know what I mean? They, right. they, we want to see Cody not back down. We need a strong Cody Rhodes. Um, and if that means he brings out more heelish tendencies, hey, man, all, all why I'm all for it. You know I'm fine with that, baby. I'm yeah, all, look I'm at good the shirt you're that. wearing. I'm I'm good with that. So, um, <laughs> I, but I, I think that this is gonna bring out the dark side of Cody, and, and maybe that is a literal thing. Maybe we see dark hair Cody come back. Right. You don't know. Um, but it's it certainly for a feud that has been this one sided. Arn Anderson's involvement has has made this feel like must watch stuff. Yeah, uh, from I the agree. Glock promo to this segment, absolutely fantastic. Um, I was waiting for QT Marshall to make an appearance in this pro in this segment. I was waiting for the factory to get involved um, because, I mean, honestly, it was Cody going back to his roots, man. Just getting just beaten down in a training session, really good stuff. Yeah, it was, and they, it's pure gold. And the build up to this is going to be nice. And I hope we get you know a road two uh for this match and this you know next dynamite and so we can lead up to this match plus follow the roads to the top uh season finale already on it but you know the women's match of the night kira hogan versus penelope ford um was in that spot that we we don't like to talk about where they get that commercial break early on um but you know penelope ford is one of those talents that we've talked about pretty regularly over the past few months especially with her pairing with the bunny how how well she is in the ring and how underrated and underappreciated. I mean, she's been in a lot of matches and I think she shines really well when she's the, the quarterback in the match. Um, and she had to be in this match. It was, was not my favorite match of, of hers. I think it could have been executed a little better. I do like Penelope's new look and um, seeing her featured more. And I think the bigger story of this match was just setting further in the feud with Ruby Soho. And as we saw at the end, um, unfortunately, yeah. this match was 
a little bit more disappointing than I wanted it to be. Um, I think it just it didn't get the help it needed position on the card. Um, and it didn't help as the picture in picture. But Penelope Ford, I think, you know, the momentum is still with that tag team. And we've talked about before, like Penelope and Bunny could, if there isn't ever a tag team titles for the women's division, could definitely spearhead that those titles if those do come in as they consistently get more wins under the belt as a team and establish them as more of a, you know, a true, true tag team, which we don't have any true that's tag teams. That's what I was thinking about, Gary. When I was watching this match, that's all I thought about was, you know, SPD, you, you've been saying it for a long time, way before it was popular. Um, it feels like if AW builds up characters like Penelope Ford and the Bunny, they can start to fully flesh out a division. And they really run with that. And mm-hmm. I, 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 although, you know, to me, I've seen Kira Hogan's work in impact and right. um, I like what she does in the ring. I think that she's pretty talented. Um, hasn't had a lot of great opportunities of late getting absolutely squashed by Jade and then losing in this match and kind of a picture in picture mess right. uh, of a match. It wasn't too, the crowd wasn't super hot for some reason. It seemed to serve a purpose of just kind of playing into the greater feud of Ruby with the, with Penelope and Bunny. Um, and man, that's been a lot of trash talk, especially between Bunny and, and Ruby on on Twitter. My goodness, those two are going at each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but it feels like this is a litmus test for the women's division and how far they want to go with it. Because mm-hmm. you know you're building up some some people who this time last year, man, Penelope Ford and the Bunny. If you would have told me that they were believable, you know, upper mid card top talents in AEW's women's division. I would have been wishy-washy about that, right? I mean, we, yeah, they point. haven't always been presented as the strongest characters in this division, and they certainly have had some some moments where they've come out on top and they've looked quite strong of late especially. So I like where they're going with that, and I think that this Ruby feud, having her just be that, that fired-up baby face, almost like a Thunder Rosa vibe where it's just <laughs> coming in hot, coming after those nasty heels, it works. Um, interested to see how this plays out, if the two-on-one, how this whole dynamic goes, if Ruby's going to have some backup, I'm intrigued. That's for sure. I mean, the history, it makes sense for Ruby to have, well, once they announce that that tournament, I'm curious of how they make those pairings of the TBS Women's Title Tournament on that as well. And, you know, now that we're talking about the women's division, we saw that promo with the DMD and Anna J backstage. Um, and we're seeing some trash talk online, you know, bonds and I talked about it yesterday. If you do go into a battle with the, you know, the inner circle and American top team, there's obviously Paige Van Zant, who's a tough person, but there was no one on the roster that I could think of that would go toe to toe with Paige Van Zant and other than Thunder Rosa. And even Thunder called her out, said, sign me up on Twitter. After our show, I was checking that. And I was like, yep, sure enough. She is the the only one that has that fire, that drive, that, yep. that, that edge, that chip on her shoulder that can really throw real haymakers, throw real kicks, get those holds and make someone tap out. And so th- Thunder taking on Paige would be uh, pretty must-see TV. So if we got that, at, at the pay-per-view or down the line anywhere, I think we are uh, absolutely in for a treat for sure. Oh, brother, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, again, how often have you and I talked about this? Thunder Rosa gets that crowd reaction like nobody's business. And Paige Van Zant um, with Thunder, like, is one of those car- one of those people in the ring that you could tell could take her offense. Um can't be an episode of Dynamite Download if we, we don't get a little Thunder Rosa love. And and Britt Baker, obviously, uh-huh. we got to talk a little bit about Britt. Um, you know, her talking trash against Anna Jay, stirring the pot, um, getting Anna Jay really fired up. Um, it's good to see even this match being billed as a grudge match on Dynamite, uh, you know, on next week's show. Sure. Um, being billed as a grudge match, it's obvious. Britt's willing to, like, Britt's willing to dig, make digs at people. Um, and clearly she's feeling herself right now with like her being the champ and, and her boyfriend, Adam Cole, being on the top of the world. Um, the it doesn't get better than that. So interested <laughs> to see how – I'm telling you, man, aw has got a lot of things going on right now, dude. A lot going on in the stories. And they just elevated themselves even more with the re-emerging hangman Adam Page for sure. And, man, was his promo on fire to, last night. And 
he was he was hitting it real you know i mean he started off talk about long-term storytelling this guy's been involved in some of the the longest term storytelling to date whether you know going on stories on bte and where it all started how he started with this promo how they believed in their vision when they started back in 2019 um and i loved how he he brought together what cowboy shit means to him and what what it's going to mean to him at full gear how he's going to give it at all and everyone chanting cowboy shit and this was a fired up hangman and i think it was a great response to his his um you know casino battle uh royal winning winning that chip i think it was a fantastic rebuttal and i think it, it's setting the stage obviously you know the crowd is is all for this and we've we were calling for it we were hoping to see it at all out but you know it made more sense for here this full gear with this build this slower build but hangman adam page right here this is your next AEW world champion period i mean this is the the biggest moment of his career this is the the highest biggest pops that he's getting in his career he is riding on the biggest wave of his career and you have to you gotta you know put that metal on his chest when you you strike while the iron's hot you know yeah. you have to and yeah. it will be great passing the torch from one aew homegrown star to another and this guy is just just starting to really hit his stride and the, the crowd is going to go berserk for this one Love how you put this too, and I think that AEW. This is another example of great smart booking by by AEW. Um, you know, I don't think that Adam Page or AEW was quite ready for him to be that first world champion. I think that you know having Jericho right. Jericho win that and kind of carry the torch at the <clears> beginning, <throat> the early stages of the company made a lot of sense. But you know, this is a great example of them coming full circle. Company's been around now, and they've they've got a lost very strong following a passionate fan base um, and their product is continuing to blow up and get bigger and better. And for them to kind of come full circle and now give Paige this opportunity. Um, I think this is going to be a great moment for a homegrown kind of that one of the original guys um, mm -hmm. of this company it, it you see all the other names that have joined along for the ride that have come along whether they're you know young guys that have kind of been coming up through the ranks or you know the big name free agents like brian danielson and cm punk and mm -hmm. you know andrade malachi we could go on and on but yeah for them to now <clears throat> with that landscape being so so amazing in scope for them to hone in on that guy, that that homegrown, beloved babyface in the in Hangman to be the next champ, I think it's mm -hmm. going to be a beautiful thing, man. I, I really am excited to see this one play out, and it couldn't be better with the way that Kenny's been. I mean, he's just been absolutely detestable. The stuff that he <laughs> and the elite are doing to the to the to the Jungle Boy and Jurassic Express, I. I don't know, man. I, I, again, I feel like you had to be crying in your cereal watching uh, Luchasaurus get kicked in the nuts and then and get power bombed by Kenny <laughs> in the butt. I mean, brutal stuff, man. And so, can't wait for him to get his comeuppance with Hangman. That's gonna be great to see. I totally agree, man. And we ended the dynamite uh, last night's dynamite Saturday night dynamite with Brian Danielson, and Bobby Fish mm -hmm. wrestling back to back nights and two great. Great and different matches, and this style. Um, once again, we're seeing a totally different style out of Brian Danielson on this. And at first, I loved how CM Punk on commentary all night. I mean, he he just provides that other inside scoop, as they were calling him the Tony Romo of the commentary. You know, call, predicting it ahead, and CM Punk had no idea what they were talking about. But CM Punk said Fish is highly underrated, and what we're seeing, what I'm seeing out of him, I'm, I was not a nxt fan or so i don't know much about him bef before this but i can tell with his experience and some clips that i've seen i mean he's an awesome he is fantastic in the ring and and i totally believe what he's saying how underrated he is you know um i like his methodical slow painful offense the grappling the pain the work in the body parts uh if you caught it in the picture in picture he was working the crowd big time really trying to lean into that heel antics you know kicking the barricade yelling at fans in the crowd kind of old school heel stuff that if you're watching that picture in picture but this was the the match we saw with brian danielson versus suzuki and the match we saw here with bobby fish totally different matches oh you know, yeah working the body you're talking about physicals and strikes kicks yeah. chops uh and just 
really hard hit, hitting and this is just more methodical more grappling technician uh, and showcase. yeah the, the knee holds all the different insane submissions like how are they getting in there like those those back-to-back knee holds and they kept cha- cha- uh, changing those up um i really like this man i think the pairing for this was a great way to end the show and a fantastic main event and it just was a showcase of what bobby fish can do i mean he went his debut against sammy and then um against lee and then now brian danielson three quick matches within a week um it's trying to establish him as a a true like you know in-ring general and loved it yeah i I think that goes a long way i mean i i have been an nxt fan i had i have i have an undisputed era shirt somewhere in my closet amongst my 50 wrestling shirts um i've been an undisputed era guy um and so, you know, having Adam Cole in the AEW Welcome Edition, but Bobby Fish too, man. Um, that said, even for me as an Undisputed Era fan, um, <clears throat> Bobby Fish was the fourth guy in that group to me. Um, I, I was a, I loved Adam Cole, Rod, Roderick Strong, um, Kyle O'Reilly, and Bobby Fish. And so this was a match where I was like, all right. Bobby has always kind of been the guy in the background. He, he and Kyle O'Reilly had some great tag team runs. But Bobby's always been the guy who was the quiet one, a little bit more in the back seat, you know, kind of the, like the Dean Malenko vibes, if you if you if you know what I mean. Just not a big talker, yeah. um, but getting an, an opportunity to go toe to toe with one of the best wrestlers on the planet and being able to to really showcase, like you said, those veteran, just that savvy, knowing how to mm-hmm. work a crowd, work over body part. Just the smart pacing um, yeah. really made this one stand out in a good way. Um, and it made me want to see more of Bobby Fish, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm all for it. Yes, it was it was a huge elite win uh, to close out Dynamite. Then we got that bracket that we saw earlier and when we talked about. But as we're wrapping things up for our show, you know, we don't typically don't go a whole week without having some kind of content. So we're going to bring you guys a little special interview coming up this week. Well, we haven't set the debut uh, day yet. yet, but we're going to share it because our inner marks, some of you guys may know, but coming up, we're going to be having our next interview this week, but it will debut maybe on Wednesday or maybe on Thursday, Don't but know. we will, we will have someone we've been wanting to get on the show for a while. Preston Vance, AKA 10, uh, interviewing Dynamite Download, which we were going to set for that on Tuesday. So if you on a roll, fam, we got, we got a pretty good structure of our interview going on. But it, send us a DM if you guys have any specific topics that we might be able to bring up in our time with him. But we are really excited to talk to Preston Vance, um, our third member of the Dark Order, since we are huge Dark Order fans. We can't wait to chat to him about Roads to the Top, his relationship with Negative One, uh, being in the the World Title Eliminator Tournament against John Moxley. Um, and, and so much more. This guy is a all around cool guy. We got to chat with him in all out at the hotel for a bit and touch base and crayfish actually used to work right. where kind of where he grew yeah. up in Michigan. Yeah. So, um, uh, so that will be in store for that. So stay tuned for that, but we hope you guys had a great weekend, two awesome shows on dynamite and rampage this weekend and stay tuned for our interview debut and thank you as always we love chatting with you and have a good rest of your weekend everyone